Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Life Coach Linda Armstrong here. Today is Thursday, August the 23rd, 2018. 8 a.m. Eastern Time, your first daily dose of happy for this beautiful Thursday. Joel Elston is actually off today. He's down in Florida. He's visiting his uh, his old haunts where he grew up and uh, gave a talk yesterday at the Chamber of Commerce in the town where he grew up, which was really quite uh, a, a homecoming in a sense for him. Uh, Linda, because I don't know if you know his story too much, but he he went through some really rough stuff in his younger years. Uh, I mean, really, really rough stuff. And a lot of it happened in his hometown. So he kind of like, you know, 25 years ago, kind of slunk out with his tail between his legs. And now he comes back as a conquering hero. It, it must have been an amazing experience. And I'm sure we'll hear about it next week. But uh, I mean, to have that kind of thing where you go back to your hometown and, you, and you've completely turned your life around. Wow. Oh, what yeah. a thing, you know? Yeah, that's a big deal for sure. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Of course, nobody deserves it more than he does. I mean, he's his life has been <laughs> the things he's done in his life. I mean, it just I, I continue to be amazed by it. Um, yeah. Just just amazed. <laughs> cool. I mean, you know what? What are my favorite things about Joel? I, I'll just take a moment. This is not going to be the Joel show, but <laughs> but okay. one, one of my favorite things about Joel is that um, partly because of his own experiences, he has decided um, and pretty much decided uh, from the moment he got into being first a therapist and then a law of attraction coach was to work with kids who were caught up in the foster care system, helping them to get adopted, helping them to deal with their own issues, particularly the older kids who were, quote, unadoptable, unquote. Right. And himself, he has managed to get, I think it is 37 boys in, in the system placements Wow. And these are for boys who are, who were considered not adoptable. Yeah. I mean, that alone is like a lifetime achievement. And that's only a small slice of what he's done. Well, <laughs> Just an amazing guy. Beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. It's, it's terrific. But uh, today we will be moving uh, through the show without him. He'll be back next week, of course. But uh, today, um, first of all, Linda, thank you for sitting in. I mean, I, I really love that you did that. And I'm looking well, forward to it because we're, we're taking on a topic that on the surface sounds very plain, but it's also something that people tend to overlook. I mean, we all want to be deliberate creators. We all want to attract what it is we want to attract and so forth. But we don't always think about what role the energy plays in it, do we? Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> if we did, we'd all be living in a higher vibe most of the time. <laughs> That's true, right? <laughs> yeah. But why is that? I mean, why, why do you think we, we kind of discount that? Well, I think, you know, it, it kind of gets back to something I talk about a lot with giving your power away, because a lot of times some of these um, choices you're making are possibly not what you want, but you're doing it to please everybody outside of you. Mm. And so that's really the wrong energy to um, to make choices. I mean, it's not saying you don't want to please other people, but when, when it's not something that resonates with you that you're not in alignment with, and you go ahead and make this choice anyway, because it'll make somebody else feel better <laughs> uh, if that's the type of choice it is then um, then you're out of alignment you know and, and really most likely unless you change your energy around it it's not going to be an easy road actually as I think about it, we should actually probably just take a moment to define what we mean what what is this energy I mean we're not talking about electricity that comes out of the wall we're talking about something that may be a little bit related but it's not really that what's the energy how would you how would you describe what this energy is? The energy is you. 
you are the energy because we we are we are not this body this flesh and bones we are the energy that occupies it we are our, our soul right so our energy is much bigger than the body that we live in i remember the first time someone said to me that's a pretty package but you know that's not you <laughs> i was like whoa that blew me open because I, I probably already knew it but didn't really ever hear it or fully give my attention to the fact that Oh, you mean I'm something more than just this? <laughs> I can't see the rest of it. It's all energy. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that helps. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, it helps certainly to, to also understand how you look at it because, you know, how you look at it is going to be directly related to understanding you know, the various insights you're going to be sharing with us. So, yeah, I'd say it's an important way of looking at it. It's important to say that it is you because... When we say it's you, what we're really saying is it's it's part of a larger field of energy, if you will, right? That, that that this field of energy is what Abraham calls source energy. That it's it's the energy behind the creation of everything from the very yeah. beginning. Yeah, and I and the part of that is that the energy that yeah, so the energy that makes up you is not all the what's contained within the vehicle, your body that operates that you operate with to move around this planet and have all your experience, your experiences. You, you truly are spirit and you are much bigger than, than, you know. So when you can tap into that bigger part of you, the energy that actually is totally blended with the source energy, <laughs> you, that's when miracles happen because you start to utilize more of the fullness of you. And so when you understand that you are, that you are energy that assists you in actually manifesting what you want in your life, in in allowing, not allowing the law of attraction to work, because the law of attraction is always working, but it, it it allows you to actually understand how you create and and really the fullness of you in that you are energy. And so how you vibrate, we'll talk about that a lot, right? Your vibration, that's the, the frequency of the energy of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it could be really low. Or it could be really high and it always fluctuates everywhere in between. So when you're making choices um, that are not in alignment with you, you feel it. I mean, you know, you feel it. You feel it in your in your body. Your body's the body is that tool that lets you know what's what. Right. So. If I only went to college to please my parents, that was something I did for them, but, you know, I didn't enjoy the experience. I didn't do anything with my degree or anything like that. You know, it's, it's just, it wasn't in alignment with you. Mm. So the energy around it. Now, if you were in alignment with that, you would flourish. Yeah, that's true. Because if you're not in alignment with something, that's another way of saying you don't feel good about it. Yeah. You, but you, you make it that plain and say, well, I don't really feel good about it. How can you possibly flourish at it? It just, right. that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It just makes everything so much harder. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's like you're at war with the world when you're in that place. Yeah. What about people who marry because their parents think that this is the perfect person for you? <laughs> yeah. That happens. It what certainly happens does. With that? If they don't get divorced, they're just really not happy the rest of their life. I, th- I think that's where a lot of people settle, you know, yeah. arranged marriages and so forth. There's a lot of settling that goes on with that kind well, of thing. Especially arranged marriages. I mean, yeah. I, I have a client who had an arranged marriage and you know, she, that person is just not happy. Hmm. Yeah. Now, of course, the big challenge here is that we also know that our happiness 
is under our direct control. Our happiness is not dependent upon our circumstances. So it is possible for someone, even in a uh, a marriage that isn't a great marriage, to find happiness anyway, isn't it? Yeah, and that's because then they go into alignment with it. So that's what makes the difference. If you line up with it and you're like, okay, this is how it is. I'm making this work. And you have that motivation and that kind of energy behind you. And you can even hear it in my voice. It feels better and things can go smoother. But if you're in resentment, a lot of people are in resentment about many of the decisions that they make. There's that some... energy won't take you very far. You know, it's gonna, it, you're not going to be able to step into the fullness of who you are because you're actually squashing yourself. There, there are some people who would say that if you are getting into alignment with this thing that you don't, li don't like, what you're really doing is selling out your own wants. How yeah. do you feel about that? Uh, I feel that that's true. <laughs> how, how do you mean? Uh, well, I mean, if it, it, you're in an, <clears throat> we're talking about a marriage right now, right? An arranged okay. marriage. So in an arranged marriage, you're, you're in a marriage and you don't really like the, mar the marriage. You don't really, you don't really, you know, attracted to the person or anything like that. But you feel like you're kind of trapped into it. And so uh, a coach comes along and says, well, you need to get into alignment with it and, and make the best of it and so forth. And the the criticism that someone else might give is, well, you're just selling out. You're just, you know, you, you you should be leaving the marriage, but you're not leaving the marriage, so you're you're just making the best of a bad situation. Well, you know, as as a coach, I would never, I, I would just um, guide that person to find what it is that that res that works for them. What do they want? How do they see this going? And then help them to get there, right? Um, because I might think it's the worst thing for that person, but maybe it isn't, you know, because I, I, you know, I don't know what's best for them truly. Only they know. That's the whole thing with giving your power. You can't give your power away to a coach or a healer either. You know, you are in control of everything that happens to you. Yeah, you can find point. guidance and they can help you lift you up and out of different situations, heal different things. But really, it's not going to happen if that person doesn't want to go there. So, you know, I wouldn't, you know, maybe I'm going off a little bit, but I wouldn't try to coerce anybody or make them feel like they're wrong for being there in that arranged marriage. But I'd have them try to see what they want, because they were probably so caught up in what other people want. But they might be like, well, you know what? I never even realized that I could actually make this work because maybe they were resenting the whole thing the whole time. Mm hmm. So when mm -hmm. you can lift the resentment and get out of that energy, then they can look at it in a clearer place and be like, well, you know what? This may, this actually does suit me uh, in some way. I think really the most important thing then is if, if they can get out of the resentment realm, that's really where it is. It's getting away yeah. from the resentment. Then now you're in a place where you can make a choice. You can decide whether it's right, the right marriage for you. You can decide whether it's the right place for you to be in and you can do it from a positive place where you're in our terminology in alignment, where you're feeling good about it. And when we make decisions based on when we were feeling good, we make our best decisions. Right. Cause the resentment really is, it's born out of um, truly not being in your power to decide what you wanted and allowing outside influences to control that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you resent those things that happened, you know, and one of these days maybe we'll get into, or unless we do it now, how everything's a mirror. Whatever's reflecting out there, and it ties right along with law of attraction, right? Whatever, whatever's happening in your experience, you are somehow a mirror to it. 
a part of it is within you um, expressing something for you to actually heal and expand forward from and, and grow from the experience. So some people don't get that. I remember when I first told my husband, that, you know, well, everything's a mirror. He's like, nah, I mean, that guy who just cut me off, he's an asshole. I'm not an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't buying into it, you know. It was, I guess no, not, no. <laughs> I'd have to try and find different ways to have him see it. Um, but, you know, I mean, I remember I had, I had an experience with, I don't know if we're getting off topic, but that's no, no. We, we go off topic all the time. Don't worry about okay. it. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I had an experience with someone who um, this person would uh, like. Okay, so it was karate related, mm-hmm. and um, it's, I, 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 I'm a very strong person, and I would, I'm, I'm, you know, quite skilled, right? Mm-hmm. But I would never brag about myself ever. And then there was this other person who would brag about how awesome she was but really she couldn't live up to the words she was saying at least in my mind Hmm. i saw that person as being weak and we had we clashed with each other for a long time and when we finally had this huge blowout about it she told me she was afraid of me i'm like you're afraid of me oh my god (laughs) because i had such a strong energy now i've balanced that out a bit Mm -hmm. and even like i'll have meditation groups at my karate school where moms come in who's children I've taught karate to, and they'll tell me, oh my God, you seem so different. I used to be afraid of you. I'm like, what? Like, I heard that so many times. Wow. I'm really very sweet, everybody. I'm not, <laughs> but the, this, is, this is what I'm getting to. Um, I, I had a program running within me where I wouldn't allow myself to be weak. And so I didn't, I, if I saw it in someone else, what it reflected was what I wasn't allowing myself to be. Mm. So, you know, like my husband saying, I'm not an asshole. Well, you know, you don't know how many times you might have cut someone off without thinking that, realizing you did it, but still, that was an asshole thing to do. Right? <laughs> 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 so, you know, you're not always a- aware of it. And she, you know, like because she, she couldn't. T- it's like we we were seeing the parts of each other that we were not really truly allowing. Mm. And that clash actually was great because we both learned something and grew from it. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't, I didn't know it at the time. But when I look back at it, when I understanding this concept of how things reflect to each other, because it's great when you, everything's reflecting to you that you love. But when things reflect to you or happening outside in your experience and you're like appalled by it or whatever it is, you don't want to consider that there's some part of that that is triggering something within you. Mm-hmm. That is within you. And maybe it's some kind of, in my case, I wasn't allowed to ever be weak. I wouldn't allow myself yeah. to be weak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I, I, one of the um, uh, Abraham quotes I love, and I, I, I actually have it stored in a file. I, I, I'm not finding the file right away, but it's a file that I go to if I ever get in a conversation with somebody who's talking about, oh, you know, how... Um, this person did something to me or that person did something to me or, you know, that person treated me wrong or I don't deserve this or, you know, or, or, or this person's, you know, accusing me of stuff I didn't do or whatever. Whenever I get that kind of, of conversation from somebody, particularly if it's online where I can cut and paste, <laughs> um, yeah. this is one quote from uh, Abraham Hicks that I, I like to share. It comes from their book, The Law of Attraction, The Basics of the Teachings of Abraham. And uh, if you have a copy of the book, it's on page 141. But it's it's always what I try to put out there, both for myself and others, whenever 
anybody I know, including myself, gets into that mode. And it goes like this. Their disapproval of me is their lack. If there are others who see something in you that you do not approve of, most often you see their disapproval reflected back through your eyes, there's your mirror, and you feel that you have gone wrong in some way. And we say unto you, it is not your lack, it is theirs. It is their inability to be the allower that brings forth their negative emotion. It is not your imperfection. And in like fashion, when you feel negative emotion because you have seen something in others that you do not want to see, it is not their lack, it is your own. Right. Yep. So whenever I I see somebody or I talk to somebody who is bullying, perhaps, or someone who is talking about, you know, how terrible some other person is, you know, like your husband did about the driver, right? Or, or, yeah. or whatever it is. Every time now I see that as they're talking about themselves. And I don't mean necessarily in terms of a mirror. I mean, in terms of how they're feeling. Well, and the mirror is because it's triggering something within them. That well, is yeah, it is. Them. Sure. Yeah. 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 Yes. But, the, but, but for me, it's the feeling like somebody who the, the, like, well, the easiest realm to point to it because it's so blatantly obvious is, is the realm of politics. Again, I don't care which side of the divide you're on, but look at anybody who's accusing somebody on the other side of the divide of something, no matter what it is, you can, you can practically see in their eyes, the fear. You can just yeah. see it. it. I mean, it, it, if you look carefully enough, and you don't have to look very hard. It's pretty obvious. But if you look carefully enough, it's very clear that they're casting all this this invective and horrible commentary and so forth at the other person because they themselves are afraid. Right. And, you know, we can even go further with that is because they've taken on a lot of stuff that the outside has told them that maybe caused them to feel or believe in this way. Oh, yeah. They bought completely into whatever right. the sales pitch is for, so they, for their So side. they gave... So they gave their power away to know for themselves. That's right. Yeah. I mean, and it happens all the time. We're like being, we're brain, brainwashed by everything around us, <laughs> you know, TV. Oh my God. Which makes me realize that really, I think anyway, what our, our best thing to go after in this world, of course, everybody's going to have their different view on that and that's perfectly fine. Um, but for me, I think our best thing to go after is taking back control of our own power in your phrase or, or taking back control of I am not dependent upon what happens to me. I am dependent instead on what I choose to think about and to focus on and decide on and to feel about. And that right. basically gives me all the power I need to feel comfortable, to feel safe, and to feel like I can live the ultimate life I want to live. Right. And so our ultimate power is the energy of love. That's it. I mean, that's what this energy is that makes up every single thing in this universe. So you're either in, a, in that alignment with that energy of love where solutions, inspiration, everything flows so freely, or you're not. <laughs> you're not. Yeah, it's pretty stark, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. like, like fear and love, they can't be together. There's such extremes of energy. They, they just can't be together. So when you're in fear over something, you are totally separated from your true nature, which is that of love. So you can't see that something could turn out okay, or that, that something is actually, in some cases, right for you, because it's going to pull you up out of where you are to go into that space of, of love. So, you know, I mean, there's, there's a question you can ask yourself when things are going on. Um, maybe you can just say, well, what would love do? Right. Because mm -hmm. right now I'm in, in if I'm in the energy of fear or uh, antagonistic or something like 
that energy is going to have a whole different solution than if I was in that higher energy of peace, love, joy, uh, appreciation, gratitude, different solution would come up there, right? So if you can stop for a second and say, okay, well, what would love do? And you're like, oh, shoot, I'm so far away from that energy. <laughs> what it is. But then it's, it starts to soften it. And you're like, all right. And so you can think of someone, you know, who's always like happy and loving. Like, what would that person do in this situation? You know, it, you know it, it just takes you out of that lower vibration to some degree. Because the ultimate power really, truly is love. So when I talk about power and being out of your power, that's what I'm talking about. You're not in that space of that high vibration of love. And one question I've often uh, looked at is what is the nature of energy and particularly how does that nature relate to the positive and negative emotions? Like you were describing, love is like the highest emotion. Fear is pretty low on the scale. And it is on the Abraham scale too, the, the emotional set point yeah. scale. Yeah, um, but the question I've asked myself is, is there such a thing as negative energy? And then a corollary to that is if there is or is not a... Uh, you know, depending on which way you look at it, if if there is such thing as negative energy or there's not such a thing as negative energy, if there is negative energy, what makes it different from positive energy other than the emotion or is it just the emotion? And the second point, if really there's no such thing as negative energy, there's, there's just energy, then what is the difference in a, uh, in a qualitative uh, way of expressing it other than the feeling? I mean, we, we, we know about it in terms of the feeling. We know that love feels great. We know that fear feels bad. But is there something else about it? And as I explored that one, the kind of the conclusion I've come to is that energy is energy. There really, there really is no such thing as positive or negative energy. What there is is some energies that we like and other energies that we don't like. And when we like it, that's what we call the positive energy. When we don't like it, that's what we call the negative energy. And the reason we don't like the negative energy, the re reason the negative energy feels bad in Abraham terms is that we're really just cutting ourselves down on how much of the energy is getting through to us. So... Really, from my perspective, the positive energy is the energy that's just flowing like crazy. And the negative energy is, in, in their words, is the kind that, that's been crimped off or cut off so that it can't get through. That's a great way to say it, because if the energy that makes everything is that high positive energy, then when you're not there, you are totally crimped off. Yeah, exactly. And that's what makes it feel negative. And, and I love how you always ask that question. And one of these days, I'm going to wrap my thoughts around a perfect answer for you. <laughs> <laughs> but I could say this, this is one of, I guess, the blessing of the body because your body's like a tuning fork, you know, it feels and senses vibration. And so, um, and, and like your heart for me, your heart is a perfect place to feel from. Um, so that lets you that that's that's like tuning to the energy this energy feels good and if it feels good you know it's taking you somewhere good because you know that when you're in an energy that feels really bad that you're taken somewhere really bad i mean it's just obvious that um so but it, you seem to want to define like the positive negative or something like that there's some kind of missing link there for you, I think it isn't so much a missing link. It's it, it's a way for me to have kind of a way to have a conversation with myself about how all this stuff works. Like, for instance, because I, I framed it the way I just did, I can look at a situation like uh, the negative energy situation where, where your husband was screaming at the other driver. Right now, yeah. in that situation, he your husband was feeling negative energy. 
and in my definition, that means he had crimped himself off from energy. So there wasn't a whole lot of energy coming through. And he didn't like that. And he didn't feel good, right? Now, yeah. I don't know what the energy state of the other driver was, but I'm willing to guess that if the other driver was cutting him off, his energy state probably wasn't all that good either. <laughs> no, no, it's, it, it's a fairly safe guess, I think. So yeah. we have two people whose energy was fairly cut off. Now, what that means for us as individuals is when, when the energy flow feels like it's cut off, we feel like we're adrift. That's when we get fearful. That's when all the, the negative emotions creep in. It's like, oh, God, I can't handle this. It's not a good feeling place to be in, and, and I don't know what to do with it, and I'm going to blame the other person because look what they're doing to me. And then we yeah. get so excited about blaming the other person for the low energy. <laughs> and, and then well, what makes it even more interesting is it's almost like we hurl this negative energy at the other person. And then I think about that and I say to myself, well, negative energy is actually restricted energy. There's so little there. You, you can't really hurl what isn't there. <laughs> it's, not, it's like saying, I only have a little bit of energy, so I'm going to throw it at you. Well, well I, think neg I think actually negative energy can be very powerful. Okay. So, you know, um, and you can hurl a lot of that energy around and actually hurt people, you know. Um, but first of all, for my husband, he never shouted back at anyone because he's very calm. But, you know, but he just what my for my husband is he he doesn't he's very considerate of other people. Mm -hmm. So he expects everybody else to be considerate of other people. So sure. Yeah. I understand you know, that so one. that's where his that's where his thing is. Like, I would never do that because, you know, I that wouldn't be right to do that to that person. <laughs> kind of <laughs> yeah. Um, but that gets back to that, that your body's a tuning fork. It lets you know. What feels in alignment and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. So. Um, well, uh, I, I think about the comment you made, and I think a lot of people share your viewpoint on this. I feel like I'm in the minority on this one. Um, but a lot of people will, will say, particularly people within the field of deliberate creation and law of attraction, will say that, we, that you can hurt other people with negative energy, and you can get very deeply hurt. And I understand the viewpoint. I mean, I, I certainly can see the situations where it can be interpreted that way, and, and it makes sense. But the other thought that goes to my mind is, I know there are times where I could easily have gotten hurt by what somebody else did, and I just didn't. And so I asked myself, why wasn't I hurt? And I realized that the answer is, I, I just didn't take it personally. I can't always yeah. explain why I didn't take it personally. I, I just didn't. Well, you didn't go there. You didn't allow it to come into your field. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's one way of your saying energy it. energy field. Yeah. But the, the choice, the way I experienced it was, I just, you know, well, I, I'm sorry you feel that way, but frankly, I, I don't care. <laughs> I just don't really care. And the moment that I didn't care, all that negative energy failed. Yeah. But you know what? There are people who, who run their lives off of negative energy and have a huge effect on a lot of people. So you know, I guess in the beginning you said, does negative energy exist? So um, I, I think I feel that it's, that it, that it's around and you can, you can dip, you can dip into that lower energy, but when you become deliberate creator, you choose not to. So um, yeah, because you can take that even deeper. Like a lot of people say, are there negative uh, spirit out there manipulating people and I've never come across it, but I cannot say that it's not there because, you know, it's this is a world of polarity, too. There's dark and there's light. So there's positive, there's negative. You know, I choose to surround myself with a spirit of a very high light and vibration 
just in case, because I, you know, other people have real stories where they've come across an energy that was very dark and manipulative. And I've heard that. I've heard a lot of people say that. I mean, my, my yeah. sister's talked about that and yeah. uh, she has, you know, she, she's been into uh, the, the whole spirit thing for a lot longer than I have. Um, and she's told me plenty of stories about, you know, dealing with it and, and what other people have taught that, you know, have been her teachers and so forth. So I know it's a very, very prevalent viewpoint. I, right. I just keep the, the, the reason I expressed it the way I did in terms of, of how I view negative and positive energy and so forth was to kind of lay a foundation to explain why it is. I'm not really convinced that it's an accurate depiction. I'm not saying that people don't experience it. I think they do. I just think that their description isn't as accurate as it could be to what's going on. Um, now, we could say that negative energy is low vibration energy. OK, that's like kind of a definition of it. Yeah. And low, vi low vibration energy is, I mean, I'm a musician, right? And a lot, any musician can tell you a low note, that's a low vibration. A high note, that's a high vibration. Right. You know? <laughs> Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Now, does, does, do the low notes have any power in music? Yeah, they do. Sure they do. You know, there, there's yeah. no doubt about that. But here's the thing. At what point do we decide that the low note is negative? Because as far as I'm concerned, a low note can actually be positive. Well, music with music, yeah, because it's just triggering emotion, which goes to show that there's higher and lower emotion. <laughs> but the music usually when it goes, I'm not a musician, I have no clue. But when it goes <laughs> into a lower note, it's to, at least I'm thinking as far as energetically, to bring out an emotion, which actually lifts you higher. <laughs> well, exactly. And, and yeah. here's the interesting point. If it's lifting you higher, how can it be negative? Because negative energy can't lift you higher. It can only bring you down. And that's why there's a place for it all. Yeah. Because the lower energy comes up. The experiences that you live that are hard or you say negative, it's how you look at it. Exactly. If you start to look at it like, okay, this is going on. I don't like this. I don't want this. What am I learning here? Like, And that's when you get out of it. Yes. If you can see the purpose, learn the lesson, it doesn't have to be around anymore. It just fizzles out. So that's when you can shift to where you receive inspiration or a solution or things come your way that actually take you out of that situation. And that's why I say there's, there's really no such thing as negative or positive energy. There's only energy in how we decide to look at and feel at it. And All it's right. So I, get what you're, I get what you're saying now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. By, by the way, you're, you're probably hearing some pounding in the background. That's actually uh, the next uh, unit over there doing some restorations there. So uh, I'm going to try what, to do what I can to block it out, but I can't block it out entirely. <laughs> That's right. We'll survive. We will survive, no doubt about it. But yeah. th th this is why I get so interested by this whole concept, because I think that it, it may sound like it's a mind game at first to say, well, is it really positive? Is it really negative and so forth? But when I, I find that when I when I align the discussion, so to speak, in the way that I do, I see better. I, I feel better. I, I make a clear understanding of what's really going on. I don't get lost so much, I guess that's what I'm saying. I, I don't feel like I'm trapped in a system I don't fully understand. It makes sense out of the world for me. Saying that you could see the lower energy, not get stuck there, but see the, what it's telling you or the purpose for it and, and move to where you want to be. And understanding that, that it's all, whether I, it's negative or positive, really isn't in the nature of the energy itself. It's how I'm looking at it. Yeah. And there's that mirror. <laughs> there's the mirror, right? <laughs> yeah. That mirror will pop up, you know, eventually we'll understand it more completely. Um, but yeah, but so your body is the tuning fork. 
That's how you feel the vibration because we are actually in a physical body that can sense energy. Um, so that's why when something like say teenagers or something, they're, they're with a bunch of kids and these kids want to go and do something, but it, you know, they feel in their gut, like, no, I don't want to do that. You know, but then mm. they don't want to not fit in. And so they go ahead and do it. They just gave their power out to those people to say, Oh, if you do this thing that really doesn't feel good to me, I'll be accepted. Mm. Right? Which means they're not really accepting themselves. Ultimately they're denying themselves yeah. and they're giving their power away to something outside of them. So let's, no, let's, they, let's go back they, to the basics much, here. How, I okay. mean, if we have a tendency to give our power away, how do we take it back? I mean, we're so used to it. We got this habitual way of giving it off to somebody else in order to, you know, get, get the scraps of whatever's left over. Of, oh, I'm being accepted that, that kind of thing. How do you take it well, back? You, you start taking it back by starting to notice the, the patterns or, or, or catching yourself when it's happening and then saying, oh, wait a minute, you know, Somebody told me I've got the power to choose what I want and when I should choose what makes me feel good. So, you know what? I'm not going that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You start empowering yourself by actually becoming aware. It's like part of awakening. You're awakening to know more of who you are and to sense what is actually truly in your highest good. So um, you may not notice it all the time. You might notice it a week later, like, oh, man, I, I, I knew I shouldn't have done that. and I didn't listen to myself. <laughs> And I had this feeling, you know, how many times has that happened? So you just want to get better and better at having, honoring the feeling when it comes up instead of looking back a week later and saying, you know, I, I, I knew, I knew it. I just knew it and I didn't listen, but that's okay because you knew it and you didn't listen. That's the first step. Then you, then you start to notice things sooner or um, yeah, it's just conditioning. It's like what, it's like negative self-talk takes a little while to get rid of that, you know, but when you're aware of it, you're like, how many negative thoughts do I have in a day? You know, I don't think I have negative thoughts, but then somebody said, but you know, see if you can see if you have any negative thoughts in the day. So you're like, all right, the next day you notice, wow, I just had a negative thought. You don't think you have them, but until you start paying attention to it, then you start to see them. Like how many times do people do something and then call themselves stupid or you idiot or mm -hmm. why did you do that again? You know, that's all negative self-talk. But when you notice yourself doing it, then you can just say, Oh, I'm sorry. Like I say, I would do this. I would do this myself, pat myself on the back. You'll do better next time. Don't oh. worry about you're learning, you're learning <laughs> something here. Right. That's nice. And, uh, after a while, you're not doing it anymore. You, you know, you, I mean, I work, I do this with a lot of people I work with. I have them start to look at that stuff and then just cancel it. Like, okay, no, cancel that thought. That doesn't support me. I love me, you know, mm -hmm. or remind yourself, even if you don't think you love yourself, you know, I love me. I'm capable of loving me and I don't have to beat myself up like that anymore. That's so a good place to be in, by the way, when you, when you finally do get to the point where you say to yourself, I don't have to beat myself up anymore. And to, because you recognized how you were doing it and then you actually change the behavior. That's a great place to be. And you know, what? it's so easy to do. All it takes is being aware of what you're actually saying to yourself or the thoughts you're having towards others. I mean, judgment, that's a very low vibration, you know? So when you catch yourself judging someone else for how whatever they acted the way they dress or what well, it could be anything you you got to kind of ask yourself well why does that that that's nothing to do with me why am i judging that per person yeah i i know people like to use the word judgment i i actually avoid that one because i don't think it's the best way to describe it i like to say blame i think blame says it more more blatantly more clearly you know because when you say it is well you're, i'm blaming somebody else 
as soon as you say that, oh, well, yeah, I really don't want to do that. That that wasn't really what I wanted to do. Well, but if we, you if, could be, but, but you we, could be judging poor, uh, homeless people. Oh yeah, yeah. That's I mean, not blame for me. That's not blame. Or you're blaming them? Oh, for but being I, th- I think there is blame in there. I think it, I think that's what makes judgment so negative. That that has yeah. the blame component. That's why I say if you say it as blatantly as blame, well, yeah, I guess I really don't blame them. You know, and now yeah. all of a sudden you can let go of the judgment. Right, right. Because the way I see judgment, honestly, judgment strictly is um, which way do I think it is? Do I think it this way or do I think it's that way? But the way we use judgment always has a negative emotional context to it, which is not part of that original dis- definition. And it's the negative emotional yeah. context that we're actually playing a little game with. You know, you that's know what, one, one of the reasons we use the word judging, because if we say judging, it's like, well, we can kind of pretend there's no negative context. We're just you know picking between one or the other. You know what? It actually makes me think of the word criticism Mm -hmm. because criticism, just like judgment, it doesn't have to be negative. We just notice it on the negative side more than on the positive side. Yeah. Because as an, as an artist, you have a critique. That's a criticism. And so they're looking at your art and they're giving you maybe pointers of things you could have, you could do to enhance it or to grow further your skills. That's very good. (laughs) Right. That's criticism. Mm hmm. Yeah. You know, even with karate, you know, I'll, 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 um, I'll explain that to the kids a lot of times so that they understand that criticism doesn't have to be bad. You know, it's a critique. It's like um, being able to look deeper into something to learn something to where you can expand and grow it more. Um, so it's the what, same thing with judgment. It's just that we tend to look at the negative part of it. Well, yeah. And, and that, again, if we understand that negative is I don't prefer I think it becomes even more clear. Like, for instance, when we did the book, we, we published this book um, this past May. When we did the cover, you'll remember what we went through with the cover, with all the different yeah. uh, variations on the cover. And I knew we were going to run into that because I have a background in design. I have a background in working at, at an advertising agency back in the late 1980s, yeah. early 90s. And I knew that whenever you have different people weighing in on a design for something, you'll get a, a few things happen. One thing you'll get is people saying that the cover is good or it's bad. Another thing that you'll get is people saying that the cover is strong or that it's weak. In other words, they'll divide it up into what seem to be objective categories. Right. But when you look closer at what's really going on, what you find out is all those expressions are actually subjective expressions. They're not objective. They seem objective. That's a bad cover. But no, no, uh-huh. that, that's actually a subjective judgment and and here's a great example of it um of course we published that book in may and we went throughout most of may we we published it around memorial day we came went through most of may trying to figure out which cover we were going with right and we had like i think it was six or seven different eight different variations on the cover and people were voting on i like this one i like that one oh no i hate that one all that kind of thing and watching the tally of this thing and i'm watching you know what people are saying and you know vehemently disagreeing with each other on this that or the other thing about the cover we finally come up with a cover that a majority of us like well a couple weeks ago louise and i met with a for, met for dinner with a uh, a couple the uh, woman works for louise's gardening services company her husband is a book representative he works in the publishing industry mm-hmm. and we showed him a copy of the book because louise wanted to get some ideas from him about you know how to promote the book and he looks at the cover and he looks at the cover and he looks at the the headline and says well i like this but i hate all the rest of this the, the rest of this is just not very good you need a designer to do this one and i just sat there and laughed because what yeah. he was really saying is i just don't like it 
Right. He was expressing a subjective viewpoint, but he was doing it in the context where he's the the book industry expert, right? So he knows the difference. So I kind of followed, I I knew what the answer was going to be, but I kind of followed up a little bit further. I said, oh, well, do you know of a really good book designer who has a lot of experience and knows how to do this? And he says, oh, you can use any designer. I know somebody who does design. And I'm thinking, well, I'm a designer. I came up with this and I came up with with, with the help of other designers who are involved in our project. Cindy Chavez, she's a designer. She contributed a lot to this. You know, so we had designers involved, but because the book didn't, the book cover didn't look the way he wanted it to look, we therefore didn't use a designer. Right. <laughs> and you know what's funny, Walt? I worked, in, I worked in advertising for a long time as a graphic artist and an art director. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you were sending those emails around, I'm like, oh my God, he's he's opening it up to too many voices. <laughs> no, no, that was deliberate because I knew no matter what, I, no matter what cover yeah. we came up with, there are going to be people who are going to be screaming about it. So I figured if I give them all a voice now, then they can't complain later. <laughs> right, right, right. Because it is true, like you know, too too many minds in any in any situation get involved. It just it gets uh, really confusing. Well, I, well, I learned it when I worked at the ad agency. Yeah. Because we would, I don't know if you ever did logos where you worked, but we, we would do logos. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, then you know the process, right? Everybody in the team comes up with about 50 different logos. So there's about 500 that you're putting together. You present them to the client. The client looks at them and says, I don't like any of them, but can you take part of this one and put it with that one? <laughs> yeah. Well, and what I learned is you just don't want to give too many choices. You got to narrow it down. That, well, that's another way to do it, too. Yeah, reduce it down to like, you know, half a dozen or less or something like that. Yeah, but yeah. but what I learned is it doesn't matter. It, it makes no difference how you do it because it's all so subjective that the client's going to do whatever the hell the client wants to do. You, it, it doesn't yeah. matter whether you make a hundred or four or or twenty six. Makes no difference. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, but when I understand that it's subjective, now all of a sudden that makes it easy for me because the cover it, or or the art or the, the the logo or the business card or whatever because the the way somebody responds to it is subjective now i have a little trigger in my mind that says whenever i hear that's bad what they mean is i don't like it so right. i get an instant translation that goes on and now all right. of a sudden i don't take it personally anymore yeah because you're cuz cuz you've mastered your own mind you know <laughs> exactly exactly you're not giving you're not giving that power away but there are a lot of people who who don't have the confidence in themselves that will think that someone outside of them knows more. <laughs> well, that, that's where I think it's useful to have the little translator, to basically teach yourself a translation. So whenever you hear somebody say, that's bad, you just remind yourself, oh, yeah, every time I hear someone say that's bad, what they're really saying is I don't like that. Right. It's not the yeah. same thing, but it's what, they, it's what they mean when they say that's bad. It's not objectively yeah. bad. It's just I don't like that. That's not right. something I prefer, subjectively speaking. Yeah. All right. Which is a different way of looking things, but it's also a way of gaining that power back because that's what we're trying to do, right? We're trying to get the power back. We're trying to stop giving it away, actually, more precisely. Yeah. And so I just want to clarify again, though, when I'm talking about power, because some people are put off by that power. They think power is bad. But I'm oh, talking about <laughs> power, of, power of the heart, you know, mm. the power of love. Mm-hmm. So... um and, and if you are love and you keep giving away these pieces of you to other people, you, then you're depleted. Mm. And then that's when you don't um, necessarily know what is for your highest good because you're, you're, you've stopped allowing yourself to feel what is right for you and by, by going with what you think is better because that person is more successful for, than me. So they must know, and maybe they do, but 
you want to be able to look at what they're doing from the perspective of what can I learn here? Not, I'm not as good as that person. Right. Yeah. Yes. Two different energies. That's very important. And it's also about taking back your own preferences. I mean, if we give, if we're we're making our preferences based on what other people think the preferences should be, we basically said we don't have preferences anymore, which is not true. It's not like the preferences went away. It's just, we kind of buried them. Like, well, we, our, our preferences can't come out. We're not allowed to have our preferences. We have to go with what the other person's preferences are. Well, I mean, I, I, I know of families where you can see how, um, say maybe the mom could be the dad too, um, are looking to what people are doing outside of them and wanting their family to be like that, thinking that what they have isn't enough or isn't good enough, or my child is my, you know, that child is not good enough. They Mm -hmm. need to be more like that one's child. Yes. Right. I mean, parents even say that it makes me cringe (laughs) when, you know, when someone's being compared to it, either. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it happens yeah. frequently. Very well, frequently. well-meaning parents, that, but they because it happened to them. So you're just always repeating these same patterns. So what happens is when you're awakening, I call it a spiritual awakening, you start to realize that you're a lot more than that. And so is everybody else and that we're all just love. You look at it through a different lens and then you can um, not repeat those patterns in your own family. You know? mm, yes. Yes. It's not. It's good to have information and it's good to have um the insights that all of these uh the, these deliberate creation philosophies give us because not only do we take back control of our own choices and take back our own power and so forth but we take back our ability to live the kind of life we really want to live i mean so many of us feel like we need to have you know more abundance in our life or better health or more better relationships or whatever but when we express it to ourselves we always express it in terms of the lack and we express it in terms of what's going wrong. And that's that negative self-talk that you were talking about earlier. But yeah. we don't seem to remember how it is to do the positive self-talk. And yeah. it's because we kind of got out of the habit. I mean, we were giving away so much of that power to everybody else. We just don't really remember how you do that anymore, you know? But it's actually pretty easy to turn it around. Because once you make the conscious choice to monitor what you're thinking, and everyone practicing law of attraction is doing that, at least I hope they are, because <laughs> not necessarily <laughs> the energy that they're sending out. Well, when mm-hmm. you really get it, you know, you you know that, that everything is created based on what the energy you're sending out, not just the thoughts, it's the energy attached to it. That's right. Um, that, um, yeah, I, I just, I yeah, I see it a lot in the uh, <laughs> Facebook groups on law of attraction. Um, inevitably, you, you go through the posts in a group that is a very active group, and you'll have. Oh, out of every 10 posts or so, you'll have five that are affirmations of some kind. You know, here, here, here's a great thing to think about. And then the other five are all about all the things that are going wrong in my life. Yeah. <laughs> you well, don't actually get usually... you, you don't actually get a whole lot in terms of uh, occasionally you get somebody who posts about my life is going great. And here's all the ways it's going great. But it's so rare. It's you know either... what? So do you, do you post in those groups? You come, you know, listen to this show. You'll find out how to really work oh, yeah. with occasionally. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't do it as, as sort of an advertisement. I do it in in the context of particular conversations. So, for instance, if yeah. I see somebody who's struggling with X, um, I'll share my two cents on X, and if they respond to what I'm saying well, then I'll also. Right. By the way, we do a podcast, and in fact, here's an episode we did on that topic. Oh, thank you very much. And they'll go listen to the podcast. Yeah. yeah. 
but that's uh, I, I don't make it like I, I don't go onto the groups and say you know, listen to LOA today for all your late. I don't do that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, because that's okay. not really that's not polite. No, you know? but the thing is, my my point of saying that was because a lot of people. It sounds like it's just people who are new to the law of attraction. They a lot of them are. Yeah, out. They're so they would benefit by um you know finding listening to actual conversation mm-hmm. uh, about about it to act, to get it. That's yeah. All. Oh yeah, I agree entirely, um, and and really, what I'm looking for whenever I reach out to somebody like that is I'm looking for somebody who's open to it. Interestingly right. enough, just because somebody posts about you know something they don't like going on in their life, doesn't mean that they're open to the to the answer. <laughs> That's no, one thing yeah, I, well, you know what? They don't they don't really get it because they're just feeding the negative energy when they post that. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but they 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 get lost in that negativity to the point where. You, you can put it, it's almost like you can just put it right in front of them. Here it is. It, here's the final book on the subject. You put the book on the table and they won't pick up the book. Yeah, because you can't force people ever. Everybody's, right. Everybody has free will. Exactly. And, you know, some people have to, some people learn more by going the, the hard route. And that's just the way it is because there's something to learn there. So that, that goes back to how every negative experience, there's something to look for as to why it's happening to actually take you further. You know, and also this is where I think it's most important of all. It's not just finding the why, because that's certainly important. It's also finding what instead. One one of my favorite activities to do with somebody who's stuck on any kind of negativity. I like to do it with people who are politically stuck negative, but it works with anybody is to say to them, "Okay, I understand that you don't want this and you don't like this and you're against that. Now, can you tell me what you're in favor of? And inevitably, on whatever that topic is, they'll come back with, well, yeah, I can tell you what I'm in favor of. I'm in favor of not having this negative and being against, and, and not having this thing I'm against and not having – they can't express it in terms of a positive. Right. They're so locked into that negative way of expression that the idea of turning it into a direct positive statement is just outside of their experience at that point in time. But that also talks to the brainwashing because the brainwashing is only talking about the negative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah, I mean, especially politically, you're only hearing, well, if you're listening to the media, what they want you to hear. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Depends which media you're talking about, too, because there's the left-wing media and there's the right-wing media. <laughs> well, both, both sides, they both do it. It's crazy. Um, it's crazy. But it's I'm not just, it's not I'm, just politics. I don't get involved at all, but they're both doing it. It's not, it's not just politics, though. I mean, you can see it when people talk about personal relationships. Lots of discussions about personal relationships. And inevitably, if it's a topic where somebody's complaining that they're being abused or being mistreated or that nobody's appreciating them or their life's miserable or whatever, you ask them to talk about the positives, and it's like the whole conversation comes to a stop. <laughs> they just like right. I, well, I, I just never really thought about that. Right. Yeah. But they're very so that, good at telling you the negatives. They can tell you that story really well. You know that is, that's that's where sometimes I'll say, okay, what if you can shake that magic eight ball and get the answer, or you know, what would that be? <laughs> you got to take them outside of themselves, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The magic eight ball, boy, I, it's been a long time since I've seen one of those. <laughs> <laughs> it is decidedly so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they had some of the most uh, blatantly bland answers in that. That eight ball. I mean, you you could go through it like twenty five times and get twenty five different answers and realize that none of them made any sense at all to the question that you raised. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I've I've actually never used it, but I remember I remember them. I remember them. Yeah, they were cute. <laughs> they were fun toys. 
So getting back to our main topic, because our main topic was about energy and about the role that energy plays in our lives and so forth. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, isn't that really what we're trying to get back to? We're, we're, we're always trying to get back to that high energy level because that's where, well, first of all, it's where our best creation happens, but it's also where we feel better. So let's go back to the basic of somebody. We, we've talked about a lot of people here who are stuck in some sort of negative, and you've given a couple of strategies, but I'm going to throw it back to you in a different way. You're, you're in that negative place. How do you climb out of it? How do you get back to that positive energy? Where do you look first? Um, well, there's so many things you can do. <laughs> <laughs> um, it depends. Well, you, you got to just look towards what you prefer, you know, like in the ideal world. So maybe you take that, maybe if you're so stuck in it, you take that magic eight ball or, you know, you think, okay, well, you you put yourself into more of this fantasy place of where you, because sometimes people can't see what they would prefer. Mm. You just can't see it. But if you make it be more of um, a story that's outside of them, like what would be, what would be perfect, then they can maybe go there. But anyway, so flipping it for me is when I, when you notice the energy, the energy dipping, I can flip it by, especially now, by immediately going to what do I prefer? Mm -hmm. Looking at the fact that this energy is never going to take me where I want to go. So again, I have to flip to what I prefer. Um, If it's something that you just, no matter what you do, and even though I know how to do this, sometimes I'll just be stuck in something and I'm like, God, I'm so stuck in this energy and I can't, I'm nothing, I'm nothing, none of my usual tricks work. You know what? I'll just put on a funny TV show. I'll I'll distract myself. Go out in nature. Just go Mm. out in nature. Nature is so healing. You know, the trees, they're going to take that negative energy from you. Go hug a tree. I used to make fun of tree huggers. You know what? You hug that tree, you feel the vibration and that energy. And you can just have your intent. Just go stand barefoot outside because you're probably not grounded in the first place or you wouldn't be so outside of yourself. Um, to know what's best for you. So you just go barefoot on the grass and just be there a little bit. Just be for a moment in your true energy. Forget everything else going on around you, which is like where meditation will do that for you instantly. Um, it's really just getting back to to you and feeling who you are and then maybe looking at the thing and from a place now where you can maybe find your solution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of ways to do it and a lot of modalities, a lot of processes that people have come up with over the years. Yeah. Um, well, fact- I mean, I have, a, I have a course that I'm almost ready to launch, which is called oh, really? High Vibe Living. And so it gives, you know, seven of my best tips. And I also do have two healing sessions within it to clear um, beliefs, patterns, programs in the subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. And I also have in there this um, brain retrainment, two of them to reprogram this these things that keep you that pull you out of your high vibe um and a bunch of meditations it's it's pretty cool so so yeah anyway it's funny that you mentioned that but yeah. that's how how close is that course to launching uh you know what i'm still it, pretty close i'm still learning the platform i built the whole course now i have to i'm building the sales page and you know that kind of stuff so right. very close oh, very, very close. good yeah well you're going to have to tell us more about it when uh, when you're finally at launch date yeah i will yeah yeah, that's a good thing. Um, I was going to mention something in relation to what you were just saying, and I don't remember what it was. <laughs> so what I will do instead is, that, because we only have a few minutes left in the show anyway, and we haven't done our usual promos, I'll do a couple of the promos that we normally do. Okay. 
one of which is we have been asking and getting some uh, cooperation from our existing listeners, especially the longtime listeners, the people who are subscribed to the podcast and who are getting all the episodes sent uh, to their smartphones or their tablets or whatever. Um, we're asking, whenever you're listening to one of our podcasts, just take a moment and post on social media somewhere about LOAToday.net. Hopefully something nice. I mean, we really do prefer that. And chances are, if you're listening, you probably like it. Otherwise, you're either that or else you're a massive masochist, and you're forcing yourself to listen to this thing that you can't stand. But I don't think that's probably the case, so you probably like it. <laughs> so just post something about LOAToday.net. Make it that full phrase, LOAToday.net. Um, the reason is it actually helps expand our reach. It, it, it makes it possible for people to find out about us who would not normally find out about us. Because that's really the problem. The, I mean, the, the daily, dose from happy, daily Dose of Happy is really a very strong thing. That's You know that as a subscriber. But most people just don't know about it. So we're just trying to get the word out. And it isn't, all, it isn't about trying to reach your friends, although certainly some of your friends will see it. But the way these, these algorithms work, when, when you're – when there's a lot of stuff posted about a thing, it just gets out there. I mean, the, the way it, it decides who's going to show stuff is something we can't usually see. It's in the background. But inevitably, it'll show to somebody, somebody you don't even know, and yet it'll show because of something that you posted about it. So it really helps to spread the word in ways that we can't even see half the time. And it also helps to spread it energetically. I mean, let's be perfectly honest. The law of attraction does tend to entrain energy onto itself, right? Well, yeah. here's a great way to do it. You do it by posting about the, the show that you're listening to. And just say anything that you want to say about it. But uh, if you can do that regularly, and if we're all doing that, we're going to find more and more people finding the show. And, and that means more and more people are going to get their daily dose of happy and get to that positive space that we all want to be in. And when that happens, we end up with a better planet. We end up with a better population. We end up in a life that's much more fun to live because now we got more playmates, right? We got more people who are like-minded. That's what yeah. we really want anyway. The other thing that I want to ask people to do, and this is for people who are perhaps hearing this for the first time, or this is one of the first few episodes they've heard. If you're liking it, guess what? You get to be a subscriber too, and it doesn't cost you a thing. It takes about a minute to do. Um, there are a number of ways to do it. All of the, the possible ways of doing it are explained on the homepage of our website at LOAToday.net, not surprisingly. It's right below the, uh, the, the top of the page where the player is for listening to the live broadcast. And uh, there are like three different ways you can go about doing it. So I'll explain there. But take a moment to do it because you're going to really love it. When you have this regular Daily Dose of Happy coming to your smartphone every day and you're able to play it whenever you want to, it's a great pick-me-up. And, and the way we know that, Linda, is we like doing the show. It's so much of a pick-me-up for us to do it. And so we know what it feels like for, for the listener because we're getting the same benefit they're getting, right? Absolutely. Spreading the love. Good Spreading the love. Energy. Absolutely. And then finally, one last thing. Um, you're, you're relatively new to our podcast, but you are a life coach and, and you specialize in energy. I, I don't know exactly. How do you, um, how do you position yourself? What do you call yourself? Uh, well, I'm an energy healer and energy I, healer. Now, okay. I now go towards, even though I'm a master certified law of attraction, energy coach, um, I, I, you know, I, I turn myself more with awakening because really you come into law of attraction, you're awakening. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a whole big awakening process. Okay. Yeah. So if somebody wants a little help with the awakening, then how do they reach you? Uh, you they can email me, Linda at lovemylife.coach, or just go to my website, lovemylife.coach, and you can find out all about me. There's buttons all over the place to connect. All right. Great. Well, this yeah. has been fascinating, and uh, I look forward to talking to you tomorrow afternoon during our regularly scheduled time. Yeah. Yes. And we hope that you'll all join us next time as well here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.